Welcome to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Episode 24, Five Misconceptions About Angel Investing, Part 2. All right, well, let's move on to misconception number four. Equity investors are untrustworthy and they're, they're angling to get their foot in the door with, uh, with young companies and naive entrepreneurs and they're intending to manipulate them and buy them out through aggressive legal maneuvering. They're out for their pound of flesh. So they're, they want to kind of weasel their way into companies and um, you know, destroy them from the inside entirely for their benefit. So what's wrong with that idea? <laughs> Lots, there's a lot of wrong, there's a lot wrong with that. And I, and I feel like this is like from the eighties, you know, with Gordon Gecko from Wall sure. Street and Michael yeah. Milton, we were talking about that, you know, the leverage buyouts, corporate raids and things, right? They exist. Absolutely. They exist. Yeah. And for the unprepared, it can be disastrous. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But again, and our, our approach to this is to make sure that that entrepreneur is as educated as possible and yeah. that they are as prepared as possible when they enter this arena, because it shows respect for our investors and it shows our respect for, for the entrepreneurs and what yeah. they're trying to do. We want to do everything that we can to assure that they're going to be successful, like I said, with or without us. Um, We we like to see an exit strategy with the investors that we work, or I mean, with the entrepreneurs we work with. Yeah. And if they don't have one, even if they have an idea of how they might want to exit, we can help them develop that strategy. We like to know that because generally angel investors are not in it for the long haul. Uh, I think there's a nice graph that we have on our website that shows the area, the the stage of development of a company where angels typically get involved. It's called the valley of death. (laughs) And the reason they call it the valley of death is because if if companies don't get funded at that stage, they die. It's a a critical part in the growth of a company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Angels will go in there, hence the name. That's how they got the name angel investors because they go where no one else will go and they'll make risks that no other uh, funding source will make. And that's again, in exchange, that's why they expect high returns for that risk. But um, they don't want to be in it for the long haul. Typically angels will get compensated when there is some kind of an exit. Either a bigger investor will come in and buy out the smaller investors, which would be the angels, or the entrepreneur decides to go public, do a public offering, uh, or they'll sell it to a larger company uh, that will take out all the investors. And that's where we get compensated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we like to have, we, we like to see an entrepreneur that has some vision for what the end is, you know, Stephen Covey, you know, start with the end in mind. Where do you want to end up with this thing? How do you see this exiting? And that gives us a lot higher confidence level that they know what they're doing and that they're, they're planning. But the entrepreneur is there for the process that they want to be there for. And and angel investors are not just coming in to buy them out and, you know, kind of get them out. Right. Right. Uh, In an underhanded way is what you're saying. Right. We don't want to own the company. We don't want to run the company. We want to make sure that that company is wildly successful. Yeah. 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 All right. Good. And you know, that, that kind of um, segues nicely into the final misconception we're going to talk about, which is that um, 
you know, the, the idea that angel investors are sort of like loan sharks and they're, you know, just looking for companies that are desperate for cash, um, you know, so that they can come in and hold them to really, uh, you know, withering loan terms and, and be really aggressive in, you know, getting a repayment. And, uh, you know, it's like anyone who has that misconception, that's, that's just not what it's like at all, um, you know, and like, you know, for this, you have like, you know, I think the clearest, uh, you know, reframing that, uh, you know, of any of these. Um, what, mm -hmm. So what would you say to anyone who thinks angel investors are basically glorified loan sharks? What would I say to them? Uh, they, <laughs> have, they don't have a clue on their financing strategy. Okay. And uh, when you're launching a business, especially if it is a scalable, fast growth opportunity, you should have a funding strategy. Mm -hmm. And that funding strategy should look at all methods of funding the growth of a business. And that would include typical bank loans. It could, M&P money is a good way to start. That's mom, mom and, and pop, pop money. Yep. Um, and uh, SBA loans, there, mm -hmm. are a number, there are some revolving loan funds in some of the communities. And then there is equity investing. And equity investing plays a very specific role in that. It can most companies, most startup companies are just not suitable for angel investing, for equity investing. Yeah. Because maybe it doesn't scale well. Um, maybe the entrepreneur doesn't want to scale, doesn't want to grow, doesn't want to take advantage of it. Whatever the reason, it needs to be a high profitable, highly profitable, fast growth uh, industry that we would take a look at because that's the only way that uh, that angel investors can get compensated for the risks that they're taking. Um, and yeah. and it sh again, it should be looked at as another source of funding for their business. Right. How it fits in, they have to determine that. How much equity are they willing to give up? How much should they give up uh, for what they want, for what they, uh, for the money that they're going to need, is it a, is it enough? What are you going to do after that when you need more money? What's yeah. the second phase? Are you going to go to another to an A round or uh, another uh, bigger round? Are you going to go to private equity? Um, you know, what are your options? But you got to look at the whole thing in, in its entirety. How am I going to fund the growth of this business to achieve its potential, whatever that is, and that's defined by the entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, if I can kind of sum some of that up in my own way, uh, equity investing is a funding strategy, uh, just like or part of part well, of a funding strategy. It's it's a funding strategy, uh, you know, distinct from you know, like a bank loan is another funding strategy, and mom and pop money is another funding strategy, and an SBA loan is another funding strategy, and these all have, yeah, you know, sort of specific ways that you work with them, and. The entrepreneur should know, you know, should have a clear sense of whether equity, um, equity funding is going to fit into that strategy for them. And it's right. not just something they go to because they need quick cash and are willing to surrender uh, equity in the company to get that, right? Right. It, and a, chances are, if that was the case, probably wouldn't go in with it. <laughs> angel investors would want nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because you need to see something much better thought through than that. And exactly, you know, and, and unmistakably clear that this is the kind of company that is a good fit for angel investing, right? Which is a very small, uh, a right. very small percentage of them, ultimately. Yep. Yeah. All right. Awesome. 
Uh, and just yeah. uh, another side note is that right. we are working with a company that we invested in and we're connecting them with conventional financing rather okay. than continuing to give away part of their equity. We're saying you might be, you might be at a stage in your development, in your growth, where a bank would take a look at lending you money for your inventory and for your growth. Yeah. So again, we, we work with them on, on those levels too. What's the best for the company? Yep. Yep. So it's, it's not about the return at all costs is, you know, right. again, what you're saying, right. Going back to the first. Well, it's, discussion. it's the rising tide. Yeah. You know, if you want, yep. the thing is that we get a good return when they are wildly successful. So right. we do everything in our power to make sure that they're wildly successful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I think the returns happen on many levels. They happen on community levels and marketplace levels yep. and reputational levels, you know, all yes. big impacts for, for economies, local economies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. That was great. I think, um, uh, you know, and I, I, I imagine there's a lot of people out there who may have, you know, been harboring some or, uh, you know, any number of these, these misconceptions, you know, it's, it's easy to form them uh, because of so many things in the culture and the media. As, as and, we you know, again, I can't discount that there are probably people out there that fit them old, but those yeah. are the stories you hear. Yeah. Those are the, those uh, definitions or those misconceptions didn't happen in a vacuum. Yeah. They happen because, you know, they read an article about somebody getting taken advantage of, or, or they've dealt with people like that, that are, they're in it for the pound of flesh. There are those. What I would recommend is don't work with those people. Right, right. How do you, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, and maybe this is where you can speak to any entrepreneurs who'll be listening to this. How do you know, you know, a reputable angel group like the WRBA, for example, who's going to be, you know, constantly um, having the best interest of, of the entrepreneur that's in front of them, you know, guiding them versus, uh, you know, one of these pound of flesh people who's, you know, really just going to, be after some equity and you know to buy them out and take advantage of them how do you know the difference they got to do their work just like we do okay. we have to take a look at them and understand that they're reputable they got to do the same thing with the where their money's coming from absolutely yeah. Yeah. um and i think we touched on this a little in informal discussion earlier is that uh, you have to understand the legal documents that are that govern these relationships mm -hmm. Uh, and the, the, uh, another misconception, again, is that legal documents are uh, to uh, deal with trust issues. You know, if you don't trust someone, well, you got to really lock them down in a legal document. If you don't trust someone, don't work with them, period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want a legal document to have to deal with trust issues. Legal documents are meant for clarification and understanding that this is exactly what I mean. And you go over it, you have to understand the language in there because mm -hmm. those are the governing documents and those are what you agree to and that you understand, all parties understand what we're agreeing to. Yeah, yeah. But that's based on on trust and, you know, trust, a good, yeah. a good gut oh, feeling about someone. And then yeah. to answer your question again, how yeah. do you know? Uh, all these, uh, all, all the angel groups that, that I've worked with anyway, have a website or a okay. Facebook page mm -hmm. and they have a listing of their portfolio. Call one of the portfolio companies. Okay. What's it like working with this group? That's, you know, <laughs> we, we do kind of the same thing. You, you get information, find associates, people that have worked with them and you, yeah. and you talk to them, call yeah. them up and ask them. Yeah. 
So basically you check in with a fellow customer and they like you, like you would for any other business, you know? Absolutely. An entrepreneur, yeah. if you, again, if you're in that position where this is a last resort, this is not where, where you want to go. It's not what Angel The good is entrepreneurs yeah. will do their work, their homework on the people that they're working with, including the people that are providing them money. Yeah. You do your homework and you find out if there's a fit because a lot of these angel groups have different specialties. They mm -hmm. like to focus in different industries. Sure. We tend to be a little more agnostic. Um, and if we don't understand the technology, but like the opportunity, we'll uh, uh, collaborate with some of the other angel groups that may have investors uh, that have expertise in those areas. So yeah. that collaboration is really important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. As you were saying before. So, well, awesome. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. That was a great conversation. And I, I think there's a lot of great information for both uh, people who are interested in investing and, uh, and also entrepreneurs, especially at the end there. So, um, so the, my name is Aaron Marks. This has been Angel Impact. Uh, it's the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Wisconsin River Business Angels is Central Wisconsin's only angel investment group. And uh, today we've been talking about five common misconceptions about angel and equity investing and what the actual truth is. And I've been here with Jeff Ebel, who's the president of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. All right, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. To learn more about the Wisconsin River Business Angels, visit the website at www.midwestwealthventures.com or find us on Facebook.